Welcome to Unseen Orbits. This is a podcast where we talk about art, life, faith, and some underlying connections between them all. My name is Adam. My name is Nuri. And today we will orbit around this question Why does growing always involve pain? Yeah. Uh, the nature of growth uh, is their growth without pain. Yeah. It'll be a good one. Uh, to start, uh, I want to talk about the guitar because oh. uh, I don't know if you know this, but I'm sort of uh, a big deal <laughs> With, in in guitar circles. I'm a big name. Uh, it's mainly uh, because is it, is my, it you or Dino Bread's big name? <laughs> I was gonna go another direction. I was gonna say it's not exactly me. It's my relationship to Jimi Hendrix is usually the, the thing. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, so I've been playing guitar majority of my life. I think I started in, in sixth, seventh grade and the guitar is something I would, I don't know if I can put it. Did you start called the church? No, no, it was just, uh, in general, my dad played. Oh, but, I forgot you're from Oklahoma. That's right. <laughs> you can't say that every episode. <laughs> Everything <laughs> to apply to apply to every piece of my personality. I really like pizza. Oh, that uh, you're from Oklahoma. That's right. <laughs> uh, so I'd say guitar. I mean, if I had to guess a percentage, eighty percent of people in America have probably tried it at some point. Is that high? No, that I mean? think that's low. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, ninety. I I've owned two guitars in my life, and I don't know how to play anything. So, dude, okay, perfect. I actually didn't know that about you, and that's uh, that was exactly going to be my point. It's sort of this; uh, it's become this ubiquitous instrument mm-hmm. in America that everybody tries to pick up. And I, you know, the the common it's it's a little bit of a cliche uh, now, but I'm going to lean into it for this <laughs> beginning part of our episode. Uh, the common thing when I would give people guitar lessons, I used to give them uh, a ton. What would happen? People would hear a song on the radio back when there was radio, or they'd see someone <laughs> at a campfire and they had a guitar and they get a Eric vision. Clapton, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, and Here's everybody, an yep, every, yep, everybody gets this vision of man. How cool would it be to have this traveling instrument that I can take with me? And then I'm my own band, you know? Oh, yeah it's, yeah. it's such a cool instrument in that way. It's like immediately you can be a one-man Bob Dylan band. I'm sure that was a big influence for you. Can I ask you a quick uh, question? Sure. What percentage of guys do you think pick up the guitar to impress a girl? Oh, exactly. Oh, dude. Yes, I didn't even mention that one, right? Yeah, that's probably 65%. Right. Yeah, yep. yeah. That's, that's probably even the biggest reason. It's like, oh, I can get this guitar. I'll be like Jason Mraz. Uh, <laughs> but inevitably so here's the point of me talking about guitar inevitably and you guys will know this listening because it's probably happened to you or someone you know uh this vision of becoming a t- guitarist and learning this instrument and being proficient at it at some point you hit a gap you hit a stopping point mm-hmm. and usually with the guitar not always sometimes it's like well i can't move my fingers fast enough or something like that but I'd say 90% of the time when people talk to me or when guitar lessons, when people finally stopped and they gave it up, it was because of the pain in your fingers. Yes. It is, it's brutal, dude. It's like yes. uh, essentially just metal strings uh-huh. that are cutting those uh, just deep crevices in your fingers. Yes. 
<laughs> and your fingers are not intended to like have metal strings pushed into them for like hours at a time. Right. So that, you know, uh, again, many people like have had that experience and uh, specifically my father-in-law who I'm super proud of, he's in his sixties. And a couple of months ago, he said, Adam, do you think it's too late for me to learn the guitar? Wow. And I was like, no, I love yeah. that. And you and I specifically on this podcast have talked about, you know, how cool it is when older people just sort of, they don't give up that curiosity and wanting to grow and, right. and learn new things. So I was just like, no, do it, Jim, like go for it. That's so cool. But then he told me, he was like, well, I've actually tried it a little bit twice in my life uh -huh. and both times is just my fingers hurt so bad. Right. And, and I, I would, in that moment, you know, of course I was like, Jim, I think you should do it. I think it'd be a, such a cool thing to be able to play for your grandkids or whatever. But I was like, you have to commit to yourself to get past the pain. Yeah. You figure, I was like, you know, I had it too. I remember it was brutal, so hard for months, but I was like, eventually that pain will lead to these calluses and your fingers will adjust. And before mm -hmm. you know it, the pain's not even there anymore. Now, like, I, I don't even know if I've got feeling in my fingers anymore. They're just like, you know, tough, a little whatever. So that that was uh, longer than I intended it to be. But like, that's sort of setting up the preface for what you and I have talked about a ton in, in our lives of like, we have a vision for mm -hmm. becoming something, to grow yeah. into whatever it is. But often we forget or we neglect or we just ignore the reality to get to that vision. It's going to require pain. It's funny how, and it, it translates to like all parts of our lives, right? Not just. Yes. The Like, so, you know, learning guitar is a physical thing. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? But it also involves like mental pain where you have to memorize all these chords and, and practice them to like build it into your memory. But like, I just feel like any growth, whether we're talking mental spiritual physical like yes. it seems to always be accompanied by pain particularly in the beginning of that growth kind of that growth curve mm -hmm. you know what i mean mm -hmm. like there mm -hmm. seems to yep. be a lot of pain involved um and then it, it yeah so like I, I just think like it's a really really interesting topic because i think it's a topic that no matter who you are you've felt the effect of it you felt right. the weight of it um, right. And to me, it, it just, it just kind of, I start thinking, so it has to be like a universal underlying principle, like Agreed. about like our reality about our lives. Yes. Yes. Well, and, and to highlight the fact that we all want to grow and we see like movies or we read books and I, I just think our tendency, well, maybe I should just speak for myself. My tendency is to fast forward to where I want to get mm -hmm. without acknowledging how hard it's going to be. Yeah. And, and I think even what compelled both of us to talk about this is uh, we, we've seen in so many areas in uh, uh, this desire to pretend to be something. <laughs> and I can't, I can't help but think of social media. I'm sorry. We're, I'm the old dude that's always thinking of social media, but it's, it's so easy to call yourself like an influencer of a certain you know, you pick up a hobby and all of a sudden you can go on YouTube and you can teach people yeah. like how, how you're already there and just how the masters of 
whether, like you said, spiritual, of art, of whatever the mm-hmm. arena it is, it's like those are people who have gone through a lot of discipline, a lot of pain, a lot of work, work, work uh, yeah. to get there. It, it It's funny because like, I think it's human nature to want a balance of all that because like, so the, what I'm thinking is like you mentioned movies. So the movies that I consider like the best, yeah, what they do best is showcase that pain, right? Like they showcase mm-hmm. like the journey more than the, the solution or the ending. Mm-hmm. But when you want one of those cheesy inspirational type films, you'll notice all the pain, pain segments are done in montages. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. Like sure, you know what sure, I mean? Sure. Like sure. some kind of some kind of cheesy song comes on and you just see segments of the pain and all of a sudden this dude is built out and he's ready to box and like all this kind of stuff. And all that's inspirational and stuff and all that's there for a reason. But like but there there is a tendency in us to be like I think we all acknowledge that there's pain and growth, but like we don't really want to see it that much. Yes. Like, there you know you what I mean? Like yep. there's a loneliness and a a kind of a a brutal nature to like truly growing in life and like that's right um and like you you mentioned social media i feel like we mentioned that less and less you know what i mean like like people talk about social media as like people's highlight reels and that's all we show now like we don't show the process we don't show the pain we don't show the late nights because here's the thing when someone's really good at something they weren't born that way like i guarantee you they (laughs) had pain to get there you know, no matter how they present themselves, you know? And so like, yeah, yeah, that, that, that is really interesting. I, I feel like there's something in us that, that wants to run away from the pain that doesn't want to want to experience it, but then wants that growth at the end of it. We want that. We want to just get there, you know, like, it's kind of right. like, just tell me when we get there. Cause like, I don't yes. want to experience it. The classic movies, the great stories are always highlighting the process, the journey, the pain, yep. but even those it's like the best ones are still only two to three hours. So, you know, they're obviously, <laughs> right. they're, they're a metaphor. They're communicating something deeper to us, which is valuable. Uh, but sometimes it's even hard for that to seep into our reality for us to know like, well, whatever I'm going through might be more of a two to three year right. <laughs> painful process. And uh-huh. that's that's the part where it's like, yeah, I can get inspired. But then it's like, oh man, I've been grinding at this for six months and nothing's happening. So with that being said, how about for you, man? Like, in your life today, like what would you say uh, are some some pain points you're going through, or or areas of growth that that you're experiencing? Ever since like kind of like starting to do the freelance thing, like yes, it's just been so. I've you know like I think most people realize that there's always more to learn, but there there's something about just kind of being out there on your own that that kind of adds a little bit of fear into that. You know what I mean? I mean, to, to be very practical, like whenever I wrestle with like a new tool in graphic design, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there is this point in the beginning where nothing I do works. Like whenever I, I try to encounter a new concept in graphic design or a new tool on my computer, whatever it is, like there is yeah. this point that no matter what I do, nothing works out the way I want it to. And it's like super frustrating. And so like, I mean, that's the kind of pain we're talking about too. It's like the pain that's of- right. You know what? It's the pain of constant failure yes. is what it is. Like, you know, like um, probably like, I don't know how many people listening to this, like 
uh, I don't know how many people are listening to this, but like how many of you <laughs> even amongst that, like know about the design process or there are probably like a lot of artists. Like one thing about that is like part of the process is creating something that's absolutely crappy first. And that is like really cringeworthy and really painful because you recognize how much you can suck. Mm. And so like that, that's the kind of thing that I'm kind of like constantly dealing with in my life that that pain of kind of, man, I don't know enough. I don't like what I made isn't good enough. And then trying to fill that gap by practice or whatever it is, um, is kind of like that. That's the kind of the pain point that I feel every day of my life. And it can become all consuming really. Right. So, so what I, what I think is interesting is like, you're going through this pain and this growth season. How hard is it for you to look back to your past and remember times of growth and pain or does it feel uh like do you feel like you have been able in this season of life to take your past experiences of that or is it just almost like you're fighting fighting it again in a new way does that make sense right yeah i mean like so does does it get easier <laughs> yeah, yeah i guess that's what i say yeah 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 i mean i don't know i think it does like like okay let's let's just keep using the design like metaphor yeah. like for me it doesn't get better as in like it hurts my pride less or anything like that but it hurt less it hurts less in the way of like i'm expecting the pain now like i know that's gonna happen gotcha. i know that i need to get yeah, it out of yeah, the way yeah. i know right. that there's this gonna be this growth curve that happens where nothing works ever mm-hmm. um i know that's gonna happen now and so like, yeah, in that way, as far as like, you know, like, have you ever been punched in the face? <laughs> I actually have not. No. Okay. Yeah, so, I'm real envious that, <laughs> of people that have. Really? Uh, <laughs> so I'm a person that has been punched in the face several times. Um, <laughs> it actually hurts. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. It hurts less when I'm expecting it. When I get oh, sucker okay. punched, it, not, it, the few times that I felt dizzy and I feel like felt like I was going to get knocked out was when I got punched in the face, but I was completely sucker punched. Yeah. And that like hurt. Uh, when I was expecting it, there's something about it where I could withstand it. And so that, that part of it is like, it's like, it's almost like practice. It's like practice at getting hit, you know? Um, so in, in Korea, Mm. like every male is required to be in the army for two, three years. Oh, okay. Because you know, like North, South Korea, all that. Mm-hmm, uh, technically, mm-hmm. Korea is still at war. Like they never stopped the war. They just Jeez. they just signed a a ceasefire. It wasn't mm-hmm. a stoppage of the war. So technically, but anyway, so because of that, they 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 have to have a standing ready army. So my dad was telling me because he was part of the air force. My dad was telling me there's this there's this concept in Korea, um, called it, the Korean word for it is mech, right? And basically, what it is is this this concept that. If you get repeatedly hit, then eventually you'll be able to withstand it. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's kind of like this weird concept. So my dad yeah. said what would happen is your commanding officers would always walk around with these sticks. And every once in a while, randomly, they would choose someone and walk up behind them and hit them with the stick. Yeah. And my yeah. dad said your first year, every single time you were on the ground like crying and like you were in so much pain and like it got you angry. He said by the third year of his service, he would get hit and wouldn't even stop walking. 
it wouldn't he would just keep walking because he got so used to getting hit and i was just like oh did it hurt less he was like no it didn't hurt less you just got used right. to it you just ex- oh, you expected That's the good. random pain but the thing is he was just like if you can withstand that he was like climbing that rope in the rain uh Spending overnight at the watchtower, looking over the border, he was like, "That was nothing compared to the stuff they would put you through." And you oh, would, what go, you do man. is, it's called build, building mech. And so, like, so like, and they 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 kind of called it like you're. It's it's almost like you have a meter of this, and then like you're building up that meter. And so, um, anyway, so the, so it's an interesting concept, and I always think of that whenever I think of this idea of the constant pain in our lives that helps us grow. Like it, it doesn't get easier, but I think it, it, when you start expecting it and you start learning how to, how to deal with it, you start learning. Um, and the other thing that you learn, I, I feel like is like, you start learning that there is another side to it. Like once you get through this, there is a benefit that happens. And so, yeah. Um, would you call it again? Mech. Mech. Building mech. Yeah. And what does mech actually mean? Uh, I have no idea, actually, the direct <laughs> translation. It's just what okay. my dad would tell me. <laughs> Building mech. Yeah, I love that. I mean, it's weird to to compare that story with my guitar finger story, but <laughs> it really makes a lot of sense to me because, you know, this concept of like when you're playing guitar, it's not actually that the strings are changing or that you're changing the way you play necessarily. But what happens is you change (laughs) like your physical body actually changes, which is a, that's sort of a mind blowing concept to really think through is like my fingers like actually transform. Yeah. Uh, They develop a new kind of skin and over time they develop more and more cushion. So before you know it, like they are like, have evolved themselves a little bit in order to play guitar and like sort of appropriating that concept to like all the different areas of our lives. I Mm -hmm. love that, that you get beat with a stick enough times your body (laughs) changes. (laughs) Absolutely. It does. (laughs) It's a, yeah, it's just weird, but beautiful and inspiring to me. Uh, what you just shared inspires me quite a bit because I feel like I've been in this sort of almost the same piece of growth and pain for a while that I, that I have been for a while. And I I sometimes just feel like I'm stuck. Uh, For me, it's just this emotional, spiritual sort of mental battle, uh, uh, you know, with my three kids and I've been working from home and just not a ton of sleep, all that kind of stuff. And my hopes or my vision of growth is like that I would become more present with them, that I would, you know, I want to be a kind of dad that is not easily irritated. You know, I, I, I hear a lot of stories about when people are kids and they were just like, well, my dad was just annoyed all the time or like, you you know, uh, just couldn't stand to be around us. Always just seemed like he was, uh, his mind was elsewhere. And it's like, I'm trying to grow in that direction to be more patient and just calm and not allow everything to just make me angry or frustrated. And, and I'll be honest, man, I, I think why, why I love that we're having this conversation is like lately I've just felt a lot of the pain (laughs) without any, at least in my eyes, I don't see a lot of the growth. I don't see a lot of the results 
I, yeah, I, I, because I, I feel that all the time. And I, I think one of the reasons why that happens to me is like, I'm, I'm really bad at celebrating stuff and recognizing stuff. Like, yes, you know, like yes. you know, there's a reason why, like there's an age old saying, you stop and smell the roses and things like that. Um, it's because mm. I think a lot of times we're so busy living life and we're right. so busy trying to push and to, to get better and to grow that like we, we sometimes stop. And, and the thing is for me, I usually know I'm getting bad at that. Uh, when I start losing rhythm in my life, you know what I mean? And we've talked about this before with yes, Sabbath and all that. That's great. And the ideas of the Ebenezer where it's like uh, back like in the Bible, whenever something happened that was big, people would stop and worship and they would mark that moment. And I, I feel mm-hmm. like the reason the reason for those stories aren't necessarily God's like, oh, I need people to worship me all the time. I actually think it's for us where it's like, no, stop and recognize that something monumental has happened. And not even monumental, but like the Sabbath is just something that happens every week. Like it happens once a week. Right. And like just recognize that life is happening. Like, uh, and That's I'm just so like, good, man. I'm like, I'm personally like horrible at that. So like, I just feel like I never grow. But like right now, uh, I don't know if I talked to you about this, but like I'm, I'm on like the journey to get like healthier. And so I've been, I've actually been oh, losing nice. a lot of weight actually. Yeah. And I can so, tell. Yeah. Like the people, people, when they see me through zoom, which is kind of the only way most people see me nowadays. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, well, you and I, we live across the country from each other. So that's why, but, right, right. um, but I, I've lost a pretty good amount of weight. But the problem is, like, when I get up, I still feel really well, because I am still overweight. But like, I I feel like I had nothing's happened, and I'm like, there are oh, moments, wow. there are moments when I'm super hungry and all that. But but the best thing I did was I took a picture of myself when right. I started the journey, right? And so the read and they tell you to do that because. I think people who have done this before recognize what happens on the way where they're like, I'm just hungry. I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I'm sacrificing so much of what I love, like food and foods I love and stuff. And there's, you know, I've only lost this much weight this week, you know, but like when I pull out that picture (coughs) and I look in the mirror or sometimes periodically they tell you to take another picture after a while, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you see the difference, even though, it's only been oh, yeah. incremental. My my weight loss has been completely incremental. But like but in the big picture I've grown a lot, but I don't recognize that on an everyday basis. I have to stop and pause and remember where I've come to recognize what's happened. You know what I mean? And so like I feel like that's a big part of it. Like yeah. you know, we're talking about if you want to grow, pain is just a part of that package. I think it's just a universal kind of law. And I would love right. to talk about that with you next like why do you why do you think that is and what what do you what relationship those two have but like yes but yes. i think part of the 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 reason why we fear it is because in the process it could feel never ending and it could feel right. like it's useless and i think that's what discourages yes. us i think like you know with the yep, guitar yep. playing analogy again because i've tried to pick up the guitar like two or three times like there's always a moment and it's usually the the c chord <laughs> for me <laughs> where i'm like you have right. to use all five fingers like what are you talking about like uh, it's the c chord usually where i'm just like uh and it's just like i know if i keep practicing i'll get better at it but there there comes a moment where it just sounds like absolute crap and it's like yeah yeah and you make a decision every single time is this worth it is the growth that's right. worth it to me that's right and i think i actually think that's a valid conversation mm. to have right like agreed is this type of growth worth the pain 
But the thing is, it's undeniable that any type of growth that's worth happening is going to involve pain. You know what I mean? That's right. Um, not to yeah. man, that sounds really depressing, but like it's just the truth. It's like, <laughs> I feel like it's an underlying kind of principle in the world we live in. Yes, well, and you're you're totally right. It can feel depressing or maybe overwhelming unless you can view it through the lens of what we just talked about. Of actually, uh, you're being transformed which yeah. is a beautiful idea. That's what we all want. You know, we just talked about movies and stories. That's what we want to see in a character is we want to see their circumstances, not necessarily get better. You know, that's not what I want in a story is like everything to go away and to work out. It's like, right. I want to see the character change. I want to see them grow and then they can fight their circumstance or not just fight, but like, you know, overcome them or, or face them. Right. Um, but I think what you, dude, what you just said is 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 brilliant. If I can give you a podcast comment or uh, <laughs> uh, just encouragement, um, what do the kids say? Like, that give people their roses. Is that what kids are saying these days? Is that what kids are saying? I have well, no idea. dude, you're think- a, you're asking the wrong person. <laughs> no, but what you said about remembering or pausing—that's, dude, that's brilliant, man. That's brilliant because uh, let's just take this, you know, sort of my area right now that I'm thinking of of, you know, patience and calm and sort of growing spiritually and emotionally when there's just a lot of, uh, uh, you know, physical chaos around me. What's interesting when you said that, I didn't even think about this, but there was just a few weeks ago, I was at a young adult ministry and there was just tons of craziness going around. Um, there's some issues that just required, uh, a lot of work and involvement. And someone literally said to me, dude, they were like, how are you just so calm and like relaxed in the midst of this? Uh-huh. And I literally said, I didn't even think about this, but I literally, you know, I said to them, I was like, dude, I'm going to be honest. I got just unbelievable chaos at home. This is not anything to me. <laughs> like, this is no, like, this is sort of like, eh, you know, wasn't even a big deal. And to your point, like, of course I've grown. Yep. In the past, you know, 10, 15 years, right. especially, you know, the past seven with kids, of course. But I just, how often do I actually sort of sit and be still and think about, man, I, and I'd just be able to celebrate that. Like, I'm just like you said, I'm horrible at celebrating yeah. <laughs> where I've come from uh-huh. and the ways I have changed. But that's, man, that's a huge piece of this that I hadn't really considered very much is like to be resilient and fight the pain in order to achieve your, your vision or the thing you want to grow to, man, it's so vital that you take time to remember how far you've come. I think that, that almost gives you a a little more of that energy to keep going. Right. That's, that's great, dude. Yeah. So you, you alluded to this, um, uh, a second ago, but the, the universal why (laughs) to why do we have to have pain (laughs) in growth? I I wanted to, to, uh, really throw that one at you because, you know, dude, you and I both just really love this concept and we think it's an important concept for not just you and I, but everybody to understand more and more, especially a younger generation of like, you know, not thinking you can just immediately become a success overnight on YouTube, but understanding like there's got to be pain if you want to get better yet. Nuri, you tell me why. (laughs) 
Why then? If I understand it, I've experienced it, I really do get the power of it. You tell me why. In the next 24 hours, dude, I am going to have an opportunity to to pursue discipline and pain in, in order to exercise and to grow my body. Uh-huh. But there's a really good chance that I'm going to choose comfort instead yeah. of that. Yeah. Or or tomorrow morning when I would I know if I wake up at five a.m. and I work on my writing and my spiritual disciplines, my entire day will be better. But there's a good chance I'm going to sleep. <laughs> like, <laughs> like why? I want you to answer this question for me. I'm desperate to well, know why. <laughs> why at, at our age have we not? Like why are we still facing? that resistance yeah to to enter into the pain and to the discipline well what is it satan <laughs> is I'm, there someone on our shoulder you don't see someone on your shoulder i do <laughs> not everybody does <laughs> um man so i will start off by saying i don't have the answer to that cuz <laughs> if i did uh i'd probably be a lot richer um, but I do have some, some thoughts regarding it. I, I think part of the reason why for me, at least that I have a hard time sometimes like embracing the pain of growth and trying to, I, I'm still pain avoidant, even though I yeah, know there's right. growth at the other end of it. And part of the reason is I lose sight of the bigger picture. I forget that me getting up tomorrow and exercising eventually leads me to getting healthier. Right. Right, but like right, because right, right. I don't see the incremental growth, it's harder to see that. Like it seems like it's more of an advantage for me to stay in bed, you know. Like oh uh, right right. Yep. So like it's because I lose sight of the big picture. But like what's crazy is it, it's a it's tricky because I feel like embracing the pain means embracing the weeds and the details and being in that. You know what I mean? The thick of that. Mm-hmm. The trick mm-hmm. is to to keep the big picture in mind while being in the midst of that because for me at least oftentimes the the pain of the growth is the the weeds and 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 sure. all that stuff and so like i find that i give up when i forget the big picture when i forget like whatever you want to call it i think some people call it your your vision uh kind of yep, life yep. goal like whatever you want to call it like when i lose sure. sight of that i i feel like i become very pain avoidant and like i just want to live my life for that day. And like, you know, the, and the Bible talks about that, like what it looks like to, to live just for today and not, not, not in a kind of an eternal mindset and all that kind of stuff. If I don't see beyond today and tomorrow, like it's very easy for me to, to just make pain avoidant decisions. That's really good. That's interesting because someone once defined sin to me in an interesting way and like sin already, you know, none of us like to hear that word because we've got so much baggage with it. And like, right. what does it actually mean? We could do a whole episode on on sin. By the way, that'd be interesting. But <laughs> uh, but this this person explained it almost exactly how you said. Like, sin to him was making decisions and actions based on what will uh, make things better in the temporary versus making decisions and actions that are better in the long run. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which, which might be an oversimplification, right, right. but there's, but, there's some truth there to exactly yeah. what you were saying. And, you know, we sort of switch metaphors now, but it's like, if we're going like physical health, 
you know, it's like, uh, the, the donut is going to make me feel better instantly. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) Like it is, it just is, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't care. Some health nuts would say no, but it's like, no, for at least for five minutes, I'm just going to be like, ah, this is great. But of course, like we just said, it's like, uh, the, if I were trying to make a decision in action based on a longer term view, be like, okay, well, I know I'm going to actually feel better long-term if I, you know, don't make decisions. So that's interesting to think of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Would we be willing to enter into the pain or the discipline if we could keep that in sight? But I, you know, I joked about it a second ago. Like, what are your thoughts on, like, is there, like, are there two people on our shoulders? One that's saying, <laughs> right, Adam, right. wake up in the morning, do your disciplines or, you know, go out for a run. And there's another person on my shoulder that's saying, no, go smoke a cigarette, kid. Just in red. Like, you know, obviously, we, you know, the, our podcast is a lot about, you know, our spiritual, our relationships with God. Like, yeah. what, what is your stance there? Like, is there an evil force that's pushing against us? Obviously, that's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> but I, yeah, I, I mean, like with that, I, I grew up kind of kind of in a in a weird setting where it's like uh you know at first you know I was taught the the boogeyman devil type of thing you know where it's like yep. the devil's hiding in your closet and he has a pitchfork <laughs> and a beard and you know horns all that kind of stuff now, I I wasn't taught that anywhere it's kind of weird I just kind of picked it up I don't know sure sure uh, and then and then you know that evolved into revelations satan you know like dragon all that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. antichrist, you know, and rapture, all that. So it turned into that kind of boogeyman, um, all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, like it started, it, it continues to evolve, but like, I, this is what I believe. I, I do believe that there are opposing forces in the universe. Like I do mm-hmm. believe that. Um, uh, the more I read the Bible, the more I live life, I don't know if it's a single character called the devil or Satan or whatever you want to call him. Right. Um, I, or him, even me using that pronoun is kind of weird even now for me. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, but right. I, I do think there, there is a force like within us that, that causes us to um, blinds us to if if i want to use words that we like a picture that we use a lot but blinds us to kind of the kingdom of god Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and it's due to that that we don't we don't end up making good decisions or we have certain patterns in our lives or this it basically Mm -hmm. in my opinion it's destruction and so like it's like kind of like the counterforce to life to me is chaos and destruction yes so like there's something in us that kind of innately uh, can gravitate to that. And so, yeah. Yeah. That's oh man. So I don't know how to describe it beyond that. It, that sounds so metaphysical, you know? And so, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. metaphysical is just another word for things that we don't have a scientific grasp over yet. You know? Yeah. Um, 100%. One thing I do want to mention is in college, I read this book about who created the devil. I think it was called or, Mm. something like that and it, it was a it was an academic look at it wasn't a it, the author wasn't a christian or anything like that but it was an academic look at the role of the devil in the bible mm-hmm. and 
it's kind of funny. One thing they noted was there is a switch in the devil character in the New Testament from the Old. In the Old Testament, uh, the devil, I think the word for the devil is adversary. And yes, it's right, more right, like, right. it's more, it was used in a legal sense. Like it was almost the same word as prosecutor. And so yep. the devil character in the Old Testament was more going to God and making the case that humanity was not worth it. And God would over and over again choose the path of grace and mercy and love. Uh, and mm-hmm. so the devil seems like almost there to actually paint the picture of a merciful God more than this trickster who who is there to destroy you. Which, I mean, like, the Bible does talk about Satan being the great destroyer and all that. And I think there are destructive forces in this world, obviously. Um, but... Yeah. Uh, it's interesting if you read that journey like and so anyways all that roundabout way to say the role of pain and growth so that the relationship between pain and growth in the bible is a very interesting one to me because like uh if in genesis work was still involved in the garden like adam and eve were supposed to tend to creation they were supposed to work the land and all that and things would grow so they would work and things would grow it's just like when you read it like the curse that, that God gave on people after like uh, what, what we call the fall, whatever the, the, the curse was that now growth was going to involve pain and life bringing out life from anything, which is what growth is, is, is going to bring about pain. So childhood, childbirth became painful, working the land became painful, all that kind of yep. stuff. And so it's like a weird, uh, it's a, that's a strange concept to me uh, that. Um, <laughs> yes. So it, it's almost like, the pain was caused by something in our view of the world and our position in the world being broken, you know? But also the yeah. curious thing is, and we, we've talked about this before, but like, so if things were so great in the, in the garden, like what was Satan doing there? Like, what was the devil doing there? Like, <laughs> right, and that's right. like, that's an answer I do not have. So uh, I'll sure. just throw that question out there and hand it back to you. <laughs> it's like hot potato and your turn. <laughs> Uh, well, this is sort of what our podcast is, you know, orbiting <laughs> around these ideas. Right. I couldn't uh, agree more with the things you're saying. Like, I, I think one of the one of the most detrimental things for for so many of us is that whatever the adversary is was at some point painted in a such a character caricature type of a way. You know, yeah. You got Will Ferrell in a uh, red Satan costume <laughs> who's sort of, you know, sort uh, of, uh, so you got sort of the modern take of just like almost a goofy, like it's more just funny. If anything you mm-hmm. got, you know, in the medieval times and even probably a couple hundred years ago, there's just the trying to make, uh, this character almost like, a uh, a hero, uh, no, sorry, no hero, a horror movie type villain, you know, right. just like extremely scary and trying to take you down to hell. Right. And, and there's obviously truths in all of these kind of characters. I think the detriment is it's it takes away from uh, us seeing what's happening in in the moment by moment adversary type concept <laughs> that mm-hmm. you mentioned. Uh, and and it's you know for me I've talked about this before, but what really illuminated this concept to me and made it much more real and practical and more useful mm-hmm. is. Uh, 
this uh, author, Stephen Pressfield, he has a book called uh, The War of Art. Yeah. And yeah. it's, it's uh, sort of a mystical book. It's certainly not Christian, but he has named sort of the adversary. He, he, he believes there is one, but he calls it um, the resistance. And oh, the wow. way he sort of paints the picture made more sense than it had ever made to me. Cause I, I just had a hard time getting around like, okay, you're telling me there's a, there's a horned villain <laughs> dressed in red, like <laughs> trying to get me to eat that donut or trying to get me to sleep in instead of, you know, Man, you must really want a donut. <laughs> <laughs> I know my, my metaphors are really weird today. Uh, but that just wasn't working for me anymore, you know, because right. it just seems so silly. But when he sort of framed it in this way, and, and the book is more about like your art or your creation, creative work, mm -hmm. but really he's talking about anything that requires growth or requires like, uh, your, your fullness or, or, or will require you to get better. You know, he was like, they're obviously whatever it comes from, whatever it means, there is something pushing against us. Yeah, yeah. When when we decide to do something, you know, when we say I'm going to write a novel, mm -hmm. you know, regardless you want to make it spiritual or not, there's just no denying the fact that you're going to get pushback. You're yeah. going to face something in your brain, you know, whatever it is that that is going to try to get you to not do it. <laughs> it's going to yeah. say, you know what, tonight we'll do it tomorrow. Instead, let's uh, watch this Netflix show. You know? <laughs> and I love it. You use the word pain avoidance. Like, I think that's perfect. Yeah. And so that, uh, that's my long roundabout way to saying like, probably more than ever, I, I, I do believe in this adversary, this resistance. Yeah. But I think for me, it's just way better and easier and helpful not to think of it as an actual like character, but as like a, a force, like you said, like a force trying to, uh, turn me more to death instead of more life. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You know, Man, that's like crazy. That, yeah. That starts making sense to me. And it's like, oh yes, yes. I certainly feel that, that pressure, that kind of pushing against, you know, one of the quotes that I probably relate to the most these days in the Bible that applies to my everyday life is you remember when, uh, the apostle Paul says something along the lines of like, he says what we all think sometimes. He's like, I don't understand what I do. Yeah. He says, mm -hmm. I do the things I don't want to do. Uh -huh. And then I don't do the things I want to do. And it's yeah. like, geez, if there's ever been a phrase, I'm like, yeah, I hear you, dude. <laughs> my gosh. Uh, and I think it just, it applies to all that of just like, yeah, there's certainly something that that's pushing against us there. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't I can't put my finger on it, but like it almost seems hardwired in us something some kind of resistance to that. Mm. And like I love I love that you use the idea of life and death. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Like there are some things that take us toward death, and there are some things that take us towards life. And like I mean, what's even crazier if you think about it is the same thing can actually take you towards life and death. You know what I mean? It depends uh, on like okay. the context. You know, like right, right. Uh, let's use your donut analogy that you can't use. <laughs> Like there are times where I can eat a donut and it could bring life to me. You know what I mean? Like right. if I have one once in a while and it's like an amazing donut, it makes me appreciate like the joys in life. That's you right. You know, and it keeps that's right. And there's a way where that donut could like there's this donut place I love uh called Fire Cakes. It's in it's in Chicago. Uh I think it's the best donut ever created. Like, <laughs> like personally. Um, but when I eat that. I know this sounds exaggerating, but I swear to you, it's not an exaggeration. It makes me present in the moment. 
Like yeah, I yeah, bite into yeah. it and I realize, man, you know what? Life's pretty good. <laughs> like, you yes. know what I mean? Yep. If I were yep. to eat a 12 of those donuts once a week, that wouldn't happen anymore and it would start becoming death to me. Like, That's right. I read, I eat that donut maybe twice a year and it, it brings me life and it's awesome. And so like, that's an interesting concept to me. And like, that's real good. Like, but the, the life death thing, man, that, that, so like it, what it brings me back to is if kind of like the framing piece in scripture for me with that is, is the life, death and resurrection of Jesus. Right. Like mm-hmm. there, there's yeah. something I, I feel like when I was younger, the way it was framed for me was Jesus died for your sin. And he came back to life and he won over your mm-hmm. sins. So you, now you can get, go to heaven. And like, I think that was fine for me on an elementary way. And I, I think I still believe that like that had nothing to do with my tomorrow. That had nothing to do with like <laughs> right, my right. life. You know what I mean? Like, right, okay, right. so great. Like, so I should die quicker if that's the case. Right. Like if all this stuff yeah. is in the future, like, and after I'm dead, like why not just die now? You know what I mean? And so that kind of logic started breaking apart for me. What the truth I started getting from that is like this idea of life and death. Like I I feel like, you know, the Bible is like a really intricate story. And so like, you know, Jesus's death and resurrection reflects, reflects everything that happened in the Genesis creation poem and all that kind of stuff. And like, so for me, like this idea that the power of, of that kind of the, the, the gospel and everything is that that happens in our life every day. This right. idea yes, that yes, when you, yes. when you learn to embrace the pain, yep. a universal law is, is that at the end of that, if you embrace the pain, there is a life that happens after that death. There is, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so like, yep. and yep. that's like kind of like the, the idea of redemption, right? It's, it's the stuff that yes. happens in Genesis where, okay, life is suffering. Like everything you do is going to suck. It's going to be hard when you, when you, when you produce life, it's going to give you death. You know what I mean? And so like, I think the point of early man was like, so avoid, avoid pain. Like, why would you, why would you create life? Right. But like Jesus's story and his arc, like what that tells us is that no, like the way of the kingdom is actually embrace that pain and the yeah, end result will it. be life, will be growth. And so like, it's like, like <laughs> yeah, as is yeah. the way of the kingdom, it's backwards. Yes. You know what I mean? And so it's funny, yes. like, you know, like what's interesting, a pattern in my life has always been, and, and not, not to over-spiritualize or over-mysticize something, but like the pattern in my life has always been, if I see something and I avoid the pain, I'm like, ah, I'm going to give up or I'm not going to, I'm not going to confront this person or I'm not going to do this. Dude, undoubtedly, the same situation comes up after a little while. You know <laughs> yes, what I mean? Yes. And there's so many explanations right, right. for that. It's like, it's my personality. I run into those situations and all, you know, my sure, dysfunctions, sure. all that, but whatever you want to explain it, it always comes up again until I learn to embrace it and grow from it until I somehow right, right. get over it. Either that, or I'm going to be avoiding, avoiding all kinds of pain. And all I'm doing is running away. That's, that's my life. Yeah. My life is just running away from stuff. And like, and yeah. so like I've noticed that that's a pattern. So, okay. So now we're talking about embracing the fear of, and then a lot of times I feel like, especially as an adult, it's no longer like, oh, physically I'm in fear or, you know, like, I think it's smart that, you know, like if you see someone with a knife run away, like you don't have to, <laughs> you don't have to, sure. like, 
embrace that pain. Um, you can run away from that pain. But like, I think for a lot of us as grown adults, the pain we're talking about, it's a lot of times for me at least, and tell me if this is true of you, the pain I feel before growth is the gap I feel between where I am now and where I want to be. You know what I mean? Yep. And it's yep. like the the ding to my pride, like, oh man. And then it's also the, the, the pain of, I have to do all this hard work to get to where I want to go next. So my mm. question, I guess, is, I think the best way to embrace pain is to is to transform our attitude towards pain as not just, oh, I have to do this, but to transform that into a curiosity of the unknown. You know what I mean? Mm. As much mm-hmm. as you can. Mm-hmm. I think there will always be pain, but like as much as you can to, to pivot to curiosity. I, w- I wonder, like in your opinion, like w- what are some good ways to, to be able to pivot like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's great. I mean, I think a piece of it is, uh, you know, going back to what you're talking about with the resurrection is like, you know, beyond the, the theological underpinnings of what took place at the resurrection, uh, there is a, a narrative, a larger piece that the resurrection is exactly what you're saying. It is teaching us that there is meaning Mm. behind the pain. And so for me, that that's, the big pivot, you know, I've talked about this before too, but one of the, you know, major pieces of my foundation is the Viktor Frankl uh, concept, you know, when he was in a concentration camp of like the people who could withstand the pain were the people who believed that somehow there's some kind of meaning behind it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and that's coupled with, again, something I just, I talk about a lot, but it's a Dallas Willard quote of like, the main thing God wants out of this life for you uh, is not what you do, it's who you become. Mm -hmm. And so I think to me, you know, back to your question, the pivots for me are those two pieces. Like, if I can somehow in the midst of the pain, help remind myself, convince myself deep in my heart that there's meaning behind this and not yeah, that God wow, we, yeah. we've, you and I've talked about this a lot. It's not that we personally believe that God, you know, uh, created that fire that made the building burn or whatever it is. It's not that, but the meaning is what we are talking about, that yeah. there is now new life possible. There's resurrection. And then, and then the other pivot for me is just saying like, well, the point of this life is not for me to become an amazing guitar player or the most physically fit person. I'm trying to go back to all the metaphors <laughs> we've been using. Uh, you know, it's not to, uh, it's not doing a ton of things. The point is if I can convince myself it's wh- who I'm becoming, like I'm being transformed, I'm being yeah. molded and that's beautiful. And that helps me say like, I can embrace this. And I think it's, it's cousins with, curiosity, which is yeah, what you yeah, mentioned absolutely. as well. I'm just like, it's an openness, right? It's like when you're curious, you're open. Or when you are open to like, God, uh, you are making me into something. You're, I'm becoming something. Then my mindset is more open. It's not closed off or uh, fearful. Yeah. The idea that the pain is worth it. I, yeah, I just, yeah, yeah. I totally, yeah, yeah. totally resonate with that. I, I think another thing I would add to that is, um, when I find that I'm being pain avoidant, um, it actually usually has something to do with my, my self value and what I, mm-hmm. what I believe about myself, you know, is what I find. And so like, 
the, the question I always have to ask myself in those moments is where do I find my self value? And if it's, totally. if it's in my, totally, if it's in my accomplishments, then yeah, then I should feel bad about myself. Cause there's, look, there's another thing you haven't accomplished. There's another thing. Right. <laughs> right. Um, and I, I honestly, I slip into that all the time. And like we were talking about like ever, like, especially ever since like kind of starting my own business and all that kind of stuff, I, it's, it's, it's very easy for me to slip into that mode. Cause it's kind of like, Oh, look what they're doing. And the MVP, you know what I mean? And, yep. and all yep. that kind of stuff. But like, usually what centers me again is okay. Ultimately I believe my value is dictated not by me, but by who God says I am. Right. Like, right. um, and if, if I can find security there, which isn't easy, but if I can find security there, I often find that the, the, my ego or my pride, whatever it is that's hurt and sees the pain of the gap does turn into curiosity of kind of like, Oh, but that is kind of cool. Like, Oh, that I didn't know that, that that's kind of cool. Like, and it starts turning into that because I'm okay with failing. I'm okay. I start becoming okay with, um, not being quote unquote, good enough because i actually am yep. already you know and so like yeah I, I, and yep, i yep. think that's like a that's one of the, the gifts of uh being a jesus follower uh, i think is mm-hmm. is this idea that your your value is not based on what you do the pain is not um or the gap is not a pressurized thing to to do something incredible Mm. or to prove your worth uh to others or status or yeah. you know to to achieve a certain amount of success or whatever it is it takes that pressure off and it's like no this this is about my character yeah this is about my inward growth more than it is about right. my external growth and it, it and it takes a lot of the pressure off i love that last thing i want to throw in uh or just highlight before we we wrap up this orbit um I just wanted to highlight something you said that is sort of a throwback to our last episode and really all of our episodes about spectrum thinking. And, um, you know, you were talking about the, the donut concept of like, uh, how, how that can be a a beautiful thing, you know, that can be a great moment. And I do think, uh, you know, part of the detriment of this, of the Satan concept is it, forces things in such binary places, right? Like this, this specific thing Mm -hmm. is bad. So avoid at all cost. Yeah. yeah. This specific thing is, is okay. Uh, You know, I joked about the cigarettes, Um, but I think that's, that's worth highlighting when we talk about things like embracing pain and Mm -hmm. we can talk about growth and internal growth because exactly what you said, man, it's like how many people have burned out or, just mess themselves up mentally or emotionally because they've just gone so hard at yeah. embracing pain and growth and growth and growth mm-hmm. without realizing, you know what? Like I need this Sabbath where I don't embrace the pain of running today, <laughs> or I need this time uh-huh. where where I do get to uh, eat something that's incredibly unhealthy, but I can, you know, all that, you know, I just think it's worth mentioning. I think it's okay to say no to the pain sometimes, honestly. Yeah, yeah. If you're just not in a place where you're like, nope, I, I know I'm not ready for this, then don't do it. I mean, I, I think like you're absolutely fine for thinking that, you know? Like yeah, we talked right, about, it's, right. that, it's on a spectrum. It's not black and white. And that idea of Satan, like that, at least that you and I grew up with, like 
makes it mm-hmm. very black and white and it's just that's what's done damage to a lot of us growing up yeah yeah it's so good all right well this has been a good one this has been a, another weird one that's yeah. they're all good and weird <laughs> Yeah, we hope you have a lot of pain in your life in the future. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good. That's good. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you.